Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It has been quite the week, hasn't it? Then grindstones, mm-hmm. it's Friday in time for another episode of Hot Goss. And with a special guest co-host, Brenda Colmey, it's Courtney Act. G'day, cunts. <laughs> yes. Today we talk about... Drag queens on the cover of magazines. On the cover of a magazine, The Devil Wears Prada, 15 years. We talk about some of our favorite Pride memories. Memories. And we get a heaping serving of Drick in the DMs today. Mm-hmm. And you know we like to give it to you extra hot every episode, so don't burn yourself on the scaldration. This is hot. God. Another steaming, piping, piping, scalding, scalding of hot gossip. This is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, gossip, and politics, and take a deep dive into the DMs. DMs. Now let's get into some. Hot, hot gossip. gossip. I wanted to try and say hot gossip really Australian, but it's that's not that Australian. What's the goss? Do you have goss down there? What's in what's Australian I'll for t- gossip? Uh, uh, oh, oh, I don't know. The only thing that comes to mind is there was a character on Neighbours called Mrs. Mangle, and she used to love peering through the windows and like keeping up on everybody's business on the street. Oh, oh, shit talking Sheila. <laughs> yep, Mrs. Mangle. So if you haven't already guessed by now, we have a very, very, very special guest co-host for Hot Goss this week, the inimitable Courtney Act. Yay! Woo-hoo. Now, I just want to know who cancelled and why did I get the call last night and why is it 7.30 a.m. right now? You are always the first call for a fill-in because you are our sister and the three AAA girls are always very interchangeable. Everybody knows that the only reason I'm starring in Death Drop is because you were unavailable and Alaska said no. Now, I hear that you're in my home state of California and you are enjoying that everything's being open there now. Is yeah, there- every, everything just opened back up. No masks. Although everyone, I think, has like... like mask Stockholm syndrome because everyone's still wearing a mask. I think the rules are now that you just don't have to wear a mask, any, like even in an Uber or a restaurant. As long as you're vaccinated, but everyone has the right to ask you to wear a mask in their car, in their <sighs> Uber, in a store. But the state mandate is if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear one anymore. There were guys yeah, full on is... fucking me during quarantine in masks. And I was like, you could at least take your shoes off. <laughs> like, is this a thing now? Like, you're going to get totally make... naked? Did they make you wear a mask as well, Willem? And what kind of mask was it? No, they did not make me wear a mask. <laughs> I don't wear masks during sex anymore. Um, not even it, one of those like wrestling masks, like you oh, know who, oh, what, the you know what. Only when I'm face up do they ask me to wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, did you go to Pride in LA? It was this weekend, wasn't it? 
Um, I got back on Sunday and I went to a pride party at a house that Sam Garfield took me to and it was very prideful. It was full of rainbows and I was like, what is the theme for this party? And Sam was like, pride. And I was like, oh, that explains all the rainbows. <laughs> I mean, you would think that gays would come up It's on themes, on themes, on themes. It's what we do. We throw good parties. But um, rainbows do suffice for pride, I think. Do you have um, any favorite pride celebrations in the past that you remember? Well, there I mean, was Mar- that one time I forgot that I was caught in the act with you. <laughs> At Mardi Gras. That was great. <laughs> she she had a moment where we were going into a party. She wasn't in drag. And, like, she was talking so nice to the security guard in, you, in the way that you say something when you want someone to help you. And the guy was just like, go on in. And she and then we walked in. She's like, oh, for a second there, I forgot I was caught in the act. <laughs> just, we were, it was you and I trying to go into, like, the VIP room at Mardi Gras. Yeah. And, like, I was, like, yeah, trying to, like, sweet talk. Sweet talk the security person into letting us both in. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite Pride memories? We did a Pride gig in Columbus, which was super fun. I chased you around mm, stage with, with like a, ham a, dis- a dismembered <laughs> cow leg, just like <laughs> a vegan nightmare. There's great pictures of it. It was at Access, always a good time. But we had another great time in England at a place called Canterbury, where like yeah. there's a giant picture of us on the wall in like their giant like shopping district. Oh yeah, it's the it's the back of your head, so your good side, um, representing wigs by Vanity. In your yes. in your Persian rose up you know, half Persian up rose. to with your good bow when you were doing that, <laughs> and um in a wig that I lost at an airport, but it's just Aww. such a fun memory. An of airport us just toilet? Like, no, in in <laughs> Dallas, I was doing a tour and I was just so tired. I forgot to pick up a bag and oh. I lo- lost three good wigs. I lost um a coral bleaching wigs by Vanity, oh. um that rainbow curly one that I used to wear, and then another um another one. And you know that hurts. That hurts even more because we have we're we're still in the world wig famine. No lace front wigs anywhere. Vanity had to go and make hard front wigs popular again because hard front wigs are no longer available in this new post COVID world. Well, honey, the Shaza, the Shaza hard front, so Shaza, Shaza, is that it? If you're gonna say it, say it right. If you're gonna come, come correct. Well, I am your understudy. I'm not even sure how to say the name, honey. (laughs) Is your character's name Shaza still? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> how do they and found, say it do they uh, well, say shaza are they trying two, to make it all ritzy two people say shaza but i, I don't <laughs> latrice and another girl say shaza but i think they say it intentionally wrong every time in the show to make it <laughs> funny i didn't know it was a real name but then our, our new stage manager patch left is named sharon and they called her shaza and i was or shaza and i was like huh is that a real nickname? And they're like, yeah, it's short for Sharon. And I was like, yeah. Sharon's two syllables. Why do you need a nickname for that? And Shaza is also two syllables. It's not really a nickname. It's just Look, like... Mardi Gras means Fat Tuesday, and we celebrate it on a Saturday. Um, uh, women's Weekly come... Women's Weekly... No, wait. In, what is it? Women's, women's Wear Daily comes out weekly. <laughs> women's Daily. Women's Day comes out weekly, and Women's Weekly comes out monthly. But we couldn't call it Women's Monthly because that would be weird. And there's another one. Oh, the our political party, are, our conservative party are called the Liberals. Like, there's a lot of things in Australia that don't make sense. And Shazza is one of them. Okay. Do you have any terrible pride moments? Well, I just want to go back to that um, Canterbury pride of you and I. There's some really cute photos this one really cute photo of you and I where we're like hugging but like I think maybe like I'm like 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 siblings we look like siblings you're doing the get off me yeah the get off me yeah. like stuff it. <laughs> like we're being like like adorable to each other but like oh and then there was that man there was maybe a tall man that you pulled out of the audience I want to say he was I want maybe I won't disclose his occupation I think um, his name was George and I fucked him and you wrote you but i don't want to disclose his name or occupation (laughs) did i ride his shoulders during the pride or did you ride his pride one of us got on his shoulders i wrote his shoulders i think you wrote his face (laughs) did you did you fuck him too no i didn't oh was he did he get inducted into the limp hall of fame no he didn't surely really He he was not an inductee that is that is nice to know. I I did I I messaged you in Alaska on some Sunday night that I uh, had intimate relations with a man, like brief intimate relations, but he was not a limp member. And I just 
something inside me, maybe it was a pride miracle, but something inside me thought this gay man who is making out with me, who knows that I am a cross-dresser from the RuPaul's Drag Race Kingdom, got an erection on pride. And I just felt like maybe something has changed in the world that maybe gay men now can see us as sexual beings, the sexual beings that we are. I mean, I think what's changed is you've, you've started fucking blind guys. <laughs> and I've told you to do that for years. It makes it so much easier. Um, well, congratulations on getting a good, hard, solid cock now that you're back in the oh, States. Thank you. Oh, thank you. How have what you been wonder- going over what a- there? Have you been getting any gentlemen's? Um, I've been doing I've been doing okay. I've not been mad, but there have been um, a few flakes where I'm just like, you know what? This is God telling me to keep my asshole shut because people are still getting COVID over here a little bit. Um, right, right. Including someone I know. So I was like, I'm glad I didn't go hang out with you last week because like, if that would have happened, I wouldn't be able to work and you know all, how that goes. Um, mm. But last night there was a little something which was delectable. And then um, there was another something a couple weeks ago. <laughs> very, very nice. <laughs> I went snorkeling, yet I wasn't in a pool. Oh, um, yeah. did you wear one of those little, uh, those, those little snorkels? You put them in your nose so you can be down there for a very, very long time. Oh, no, but my nose was so plugged that the only time I gag was when the cum was coming out of it. Uh. And, and well, um. you're literally like, oh, I blew a snot bubble. And then you're like, no, I didn't. And this is advanced intermediate. This is a cum bubble. <laughs> you can blow advanced intermediate. Yeah. If you've never blown a cum bubble with your nose, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> it's just like this feeling where you're like damn it's coming out my nose because like my throat was so blocked that the only way there was to go was into my lungs or up and out my nose so i'm glad my body chose to expel it the right way because once it dripped out my nose i could just lap it up with my tongue going <laughs> it's a circle of life through my nasal and sinuses and my mouth i loved it and it was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful moment. I loved it. Um, we're going to go to our Rainbow Spotlight. Rainbow of- Spotlight. Mm-hmm. Rainbow's our theme of the week because Pride. And pride. Um, and our, our song for the week is John Duff. He has this song called High Heels, and it's coming out today. And, honey, you better strap on them high heels because this is a tune. If I flex my arms, then I could hold you like a man. But do you think a man could ever hold you like a mother can? Call me mom, I'll take the love. I'll take it on my lips, my tongue, I'll breathe it, keep it in my lungs. Hey, I can't get enough. I'll call you dad, you call me mom, we'll call it love. If I look the This episode is brought to you by who I almost nodded off because this Helix mattress is so comfortable. Helix Sleep! The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I've had several many Helix mattresses for several many years now, and I love I them all. They're all my I've babies. I've read the men's room wall. We have the midnight dusk. We have the uh, we have the one for uh, heavy sleepers, and that's also oh, good. Oh, they're if, all good. If you have slumber parties, if uh, lots, of, I love a Helix party. Uh, and we are the Helix girls, and we have been for such a long time that we know what works best for us and our bodies. But if you don't know, you could take a Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They've got models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Also models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. 
Ooh, plus enhanced cooling features to help you from overheating at night. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. So that's why they offer a 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress and a 10- to 15-year warranty. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Drag. Drag and use code Helix Partner Twenty. This is their best offer yet, and it's not going to last long. It's so good, I'm gonna say it again. That's HelixSleep.com/drag and use code Helix Partner Twenty. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. You're literally getting them out of you by speaking them and figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. That's right. And I think, uh, and I've said this before, I think therapy is a very useful tool, whether you've been through something very traumatic or you're just trying to better yourself. Yeah, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to leave your house. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Yeah, all the therapists have licenses. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag. Uh, speaking of Trixie, we have uh, her getting painted by Scott Barnes on the glory that is the internet right now. And honey, she made a choice. She chose a center part wig. A center part wig is something that the girls with faces, they they like to sport, you know, because like the taste girls, the horror girls, because it just cuts you right down the middle and makes you focus on your face and makes you see everything in a way that like a little side part or a little diagonal, that just confuses the mind. It's like, look, this not there's other things to look at. Center parts say, look at her face. And Trixie's got a lot of face on right now. She's got... A lot of face. Um, is it the wig that you want to focus on? Let's focus on the wig first. <laughs> I mean, that seems like the it's biggest a lovely, evil. Uh, it's a lace front. It's definitely a... Uh, a lace. Uh, it's flaxen. It's definitely got a, a knotted part, if not a full knotted front. Um, I see where the factory part started and then the, yes. the, the frontal was done separately. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's. I think that's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, well, you're being nice. Um, I'll continue on. There's. Uh, she has. Scott did a great job on her. He did. He did the best he could. Um, I want and, Scott to do my makeup. Oh my God, Scott would love you because you're uh. you're the most beautiful of all the girls. Trixie looks like um, a girl that was on. I was. I was going to say like Homecoming Queen. Just say from it. like. Just say 13 it. years ago. She looks like she was on homecoming court 13 years white, ago. She doesn't look like she won white homecoming. Chicks. White, white <laughs> chicks boots down. White Can chicks down. She, she would walk a thousand miles just to see <laughs> Scott. I'm sure because she looks beautiful. She, she looks beautiful. Everything is in the right spot. The lipstick is on the lips. The nose contour is on the nose. The nose contour is straight, which is the first time in modern history that I have seen Trixie's nose contour go in a straight line down the center of her nose. Honey, you could do your makeup with um, the space between those two toes that are mostly connected and you would still look prettier (laughs) than Trixie. Even with a team of makeup artists comprised of Scott Barnes and Pat Pat McGrath on staff. Um, I'm not saying she doesn't look beautiful, but, but she, she looks pretty. That's what I'm saying. I That's, just, yeah. I, Scott Barnes, I know that I'm leaving Los Angeles by the time this podcast comes out, but if you are seeing this video, I have been murdered. Um, no, Scott Barnes, <laughs> <laughs> one day I would like you to do my makeup because I just adore you and I, I just stare at your Instagram constantly enamored by the wonder and the beauty. Yeah, him and Frank are both great at everything and... um. 
And wow, Trixie, she she sure is our sister, huh? Trixie has been using, speaking of that uh, deep Pauline Hansen reference that I just made about if mm-hmm. you're watching this video, I have been murdered. Murdered. I, I was watching a Trixie video and she kept saying, this one's for the girls. And I, I was like, I know that from somewhere. And then I realized it's by that same alt-right Australian politician, Pauline Hanson. She's like fishing and she's like pulling in a giant fish and she's like, this one's for the girls. Um, and, yeah, so that's Trixie's deep state Australian conservative alt-right political reference. <laughs> Damn. Um, did you know that Devil's Wears Prada, another highly quotable film, is going to be 15 years old? Oh, how exciting just to get to, like, relive that all again. What a wonderful movie. I know. I, I'm still getting over the fact that they auditioned every gay actor in town for Stanley Tucci's role and then just went with a straight guy. <laughs> Wait, Stanley Tucci's straight? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. I was just saying... Oh, no, wait. I was just saying uh, that uh, James Corden in The Prom. No, no, no. That's He was playing Nathan Lane. That was James Corden, That the where Nathan Lane should have been cast. I was thinking of Nathan yeah. Lane, not Stanley Tucci. Wow. The, the, prom, the prom on Broadway, I saw my friend Josh was in it, and it was like a queer person in the lead. I think his name's Foster's Brooks or something. Something. But he was amazing. I just don't know why Ryan Murphy couldn't get a gay guy to play a gay guy in a musical. It's not like there's no gay guys who do musicals around. And that so- that movie did not need James Corden as a stunt cast. It already had fucking Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman, right? Right. And watching, it was really interesting watching James Corden in The Prom because I felt... I, Offended I, every time he opened his mouth? <laughs> I did, but like actually on like a... On a way that I felt that he was playing, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm obviously I do not understand Rachel occult Rachel Rachel fucking hell Rachel I can't even say it. it's it's yes it's ten to eight in the morning. Obviously, I don't understand like cultural appropriation when it comes to, um, you know, the things that are normally culturally appropriated. But watching James Corden play a gay person made me feel like I was watching somebody mock me or like put on my identity for a performance just so they could take it back off again and there was something like that just made me feel a bit like I didn't like I didn't enjoy it it felt like he was like camping up our identity even if that's exactly how Nathan Lane would have done it then just get Nathan Lane to do it yeah or it make James wear a butt plug while he did it at least so he can know what we go through (laughs) or something I, I was just, I was not thrilled about it in the same way that I wasn't thrilled about Stanley Tucci playing a gay guy in this, where like a gay guy could have easily been cast. But I mean, it is a great movie to look back on, and it gave us so many fashion moments. Um, what's your Cerulean. favorite fashion? Uh huh. Cerulean, um, lapis, lapis. Uh huh. I think it blue- was Yves Saint Laurent. Who did I mean, military that- inspired jackets? To me, when I think of that scene as iconic as Meryl Streep is doing that moment what I really think about is Candace Kane lip-syncing that at the Abbey oh yeah it's it's so much better (laughs) it's so much better because there's a hair fan there's a wind machine yeah Ah! (laughs) and there's Candace Kane like how do you make you can't make anything better add Candace Kane and then it will it will be better And a $14 cocktail from the Abbey. Um, my favorite moment in the movie is when Anne Hathaway gets clip-on bangs because that's the point in the movie where I just turn to whoever I'm watching with and do the Legally Blonde, I got bangs! Do you think it was a Megan or a Pam? Um, I think it was a Megan um, because it had the little side parts that were longer. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I've just clip it into the crowns. I've heard you've had complaints from uh, listeners of the pod for making like two deep references that people don't get. We yeah we we do do we do do that but our producers who are thankfully Alaska and I each other uh, we've ignored all those comments and we keep doing it. Um, what did our- you say? last week? You said something and Alaska was like, "What is that from?" And you were like, "The Sword and the Stone," I think. Like it wasn't even a cultural <laughs> reference. You were just quoting something that you liked. Baby, I'm a London girl now. This is me in London. If you can't handle my London tea, it's not tea time, baby, for you. Okay. I just love that I listen right to the, I listen to the pod sometimes and I think I believe that I might be the only person on this planet that got seven of the references in this podcast. 
Probably because you know the kind of things you just say in the car or the airport when you're traveling with someone when it, you're so tired but you can't let a joke hang so you have to say something. These are the jokes that we do when we podcast because sometimes Dipper makes his podcast for 19 hours straight. <laughs> he well, withholds. Thank God for Dipper says all of the listeners. <laughs> yeah, all of the listeners, and we try to throw in a little Courtney Courtney Axe quip every episode to let I feel honored. Yeah, no worries. Well, we're just I trying really to feel like you're keeping my dream alive. <laughs> I think what you're doing is you're just keeping. I'm just like this this ball that you like to keep in the air. When we when we finally get to a triple A reunion, people will be like, "Oh, Courtney Act, we remember her." Um, I I just gave an interview and somebody asked what my biggest fear was, and I said that the world will run out of reality shows for Courtney Act to do. <laughs> I feel like I might have gotten, I'm not saying no, definitely not saying no, but like now that I got to host my own show in Australia. Yeah. What's that called again? That's a big one, right? One plus one. What? So it's a math show. It's yeah. But thankfully we only. Next season, fractions. (laughs) Next season, one plus two. (laughs) Um, Well, it's funny because it's called one plus one and I'm interviewing one of the Veronica's uh, who are twins and they were like, uh, which one do which one do we ask? The show's called One Plus One. We can't have you interviewing two people at once. That just won't go with the title. And I said, "Well, you're in luck, because Jessica is currently in quarantine. So we we not that I oh no now it makes it feel like I just chose we know a what you meant. Don't worry, you're Australian. Yeah, yeah. we get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, um, can yeah, can we that watch I've... that anywhere like other than Australia? Is it online anywhere? I mean, if you're a super fan and you have a VPN, I'm sure they'll. Lo- I'm sure that uh, Courtney.archives or Courtney Files will upload the uh, unadulterated half an hour episodes to Instagram. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, thank God for the fans. Um, yeah. Can we go straight into more hot goss? We can, we- but I just want to talk about Streep's foot in oh, this. It- so not only is Devil West Prada coming out having a 15 year reunion, they did a cute Zoom reunion talk about the impact of the film hosted by Joel Nolfi. Joey Nolfi. Yeah, Joey Nolfi. He... And in a screenshot from the Zoom, Meryl Streep is bearing her naked bare foot for the world to see. Clearly she doesn't have four toes. Mm-mm. No. Joey asked the group, is anyone wearing the Chanel boots? And Meryl Streep just put her bare foot up on this. Oh, yeah. Show us that. Roll that beautiful web toe footage, Courtney Ack. She's putting her web toe up right to the screen. She's letting her freak flag fly. It is pride. She's making it talk. Um, I do I do like that they had the good sense to have Patricia Field there, who was the costumer that, like, costumed basically and made the movie, the clothes for that movie, you know? Um, and she's not, she's not returning to Sex and the City, I heard. So. <gasps> she's not uh-uh no so i don't know if she picked team control or what but she is not that's interesting because the fashion was such a mate and patricia field was like the backbone of the you know the unseen of sex in the city so that's really interesting yeah it's um it's gonna be interesting to say the least um but also interesting is the fact that the Drag Race girls are taking the fashion world by storm. We have two different girls on the cover of Elle in Canada right now. We have Elle Quebec and Elle Canada with the cover <laughs> stars Priyanka and Rita Baga. This so is amazing. Exciting. And they look beautiful. Rita is like this classic showgirl in like this Godier-inspired negligee with a feather headdress. And Priyanka, I had to look twice because I seriously thought it was Naomi Campbell. Oh, she looks stunning. She's got black bangs with that little good share like that that high cheek bang i don't know what you call that it's like a high cheek layer kind of like a a geometric it's almost like you were thinking about wearing a bob you were thinking about cutting 32 inches of hair into a bob but you stopped at Mm. at the cheekbone like cheetah rivera or Cher. very that just enough to like whiff around your face a little bit just to give Mm -hmm. some movement Mm -hmm. it's so perfect she looks beautiful um congratulations to both of our sisters um, what's your favorite cover that you've done? Um, mine well, is shallow. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going, but I couldn't think of one quick enough. <laughs> that, yeah, that was a note you hit there. Oh, that one. Oh, wait, 
No, no, no. Even better than that is a more recent one that uh, it wasn't a cover. It was an original that I sang on live television. It was uh, one plus. No, it wasn't one plus one. It was called Q and A. I'm sure I sent it to you. It's like one of the most important shows in the nation. And I just sat and talked about politics for an hour in between a conservative politician and a progressive one. What hair did you wear? Uh, it was like a really gorgeous, like blonde oh, updo, okay. and a Balmain uh, dress. Um, the one that where the one where my my shoulder, the shoulder, my shoulder was bigger than the shoulder pad. Vanity, that was all Vanity could say when I spoke to her. She was like, "Yeah, you looked really good, but there was something wrong with your shoulders." <laughs> <laughs> when your sister reads, oh, but she correctly. reads. But correctly, I hit this one really good note. And it was one that it wasn't the big note. It was one before the big note that I wasn't expecting. And I it was more like a yodel. I got to it and I was like, I don't know what it was. Kaleidoscope. And then when I got to the big number, the big note, I decided to opt for instead of the 12 notes sustained with a key change. I just went and you will fly. And just stared whimsically into the camera for the next. 11 counts <laughs> what you do is is you pick the apple then find a star yeah <laughs> that's what you do and the apple comes gracefully down um i have seen alaska's book cover but i haven't seen your book cover yet is it shot tell us the tea when can we expect boys like me by courtney act i'm caught very excited the act for this by book courtney act oh that's what it's called it's, it's called caught in the act now oh i like that <laughs> title so much better because obviously we know boys like you but it Sounded kind of like Mary Kay Letourneau also. Well, Katia actually talked me out of, uh, it went, the intermediary title was uh, It's All an Act. And then Katia was like, you're an idiot. You have the title of your book. It's caught in the act. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Um, I have shot the cover three times. And this is, this is not the final cover. This is the cover that they're sending to the, Un- out on the uncorrected proof to all the journalists because they don't want to like reveal what the real cover is uh-huh. yet. But, oh, can you see me, like, peeking there behind? Oh, yeah. Okay. So the real cover is sort of like that photo. And actually, speaking of Trixie Mattel earlier, I was looking at the laptop on the the day of the shoot from across the room, and I thought my hair was so big that I thought that Trixie Mattel was on the screen, and it turned out to be me. That means you're doing drag. That means I'm doing drag. Yeah. We're going to take a break while Courtney learns more about drag. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back from our break. That book cover, I'm still talking about it. It's um, <laughs> it's so amazing. The whole break, I was just talking about it, talking her little ear just, off. Blah, 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 blah. Book cover, book cover, book cover. Um, I can't wait to see the real one. You look beautiful. Just that little peek of it. Very rear window, Grace Kelly. Just who's at mm-hmm, the window? Mm-hmm. Am I caught in I the really, act? I really also love that uh, in our AAA group chat, there are two ways that you can go about writing a book. There is the one way where you can talk about it every single day to your friends for about 18 months and still not have released the book cover or any information about the book. Or then there's the Alaska way when nobody knows and all of a sudden Willem finds uh, a a copy of the book cover on a super fan's uh, Instagram story and sends it to the group and Alaska's like, how did you find that? I mean, I think Alaska was just taking a page out of your celebrity big brother, um, uh, abscond from my sister's page book where Ooh. where you party with us and then hours later she's MIA from the group text nowhere to be found doing reality shows skirts flying off not telling nobody I yeah. believe the term I used in my book was pressed to describe your and Alaska's response to my going into the big brother house without telling you honey we could have opened a whole juicery with the mount we were pressed <laughs> we were so livid we were mad. We were sisters. You have to. Uh. 
you uh, never mind. I'm I'm going to move on to the next thing, which I'm very excited about because Alaska and I have predicted this in the world. Basically, somehow, I think I said that I wanted Eve and Trina to do a versus. Do you watch Versus? Mm-hmm. So Alaska and I have done like this series called Herses, where we go up against each other on our on our Patreon and Patreon content, and we do we pick a bunch of songs that each other sings, and then we go over them. We're like, oh well, on this video, on this part, and blah blah blah. Oh, this part, let me sing a little bit. Oh, I'll do the dance. Like we, and it's so much fun. It's the most fun I've ever had with Alaska on camera because we're just like talking about our careers and singing each other's songs. Like, oh, I like this part when you do this, and it was so much fun. It's on the pay, it's on the Patreon right now, and we released the the first version of it on the YouTube for free on my YouTube. But um, you worked with Eve and Trina. On oh I no did. she better don't on the I did on the enigmatic episode that was filmed now I guess eight years ago at this point this summer, mm-hmm. um, w- any anything that you remember from that I know that you I repurposed just... your lyrics from Disgraced Land. <clears throat> this is correct. Uh, we had to repurpose, write our own not afraid to purpose or repurpose <laughs> recycling. It's important, you know. It is. It's 2021. You got to you got to get with the times. And well, this I was, was 2013. Ahead of the times. It was 2013. Um, yeah, I do remember that episode, and I do remember. Well, I remember this was the first. <laughs> this is me being relatable. This was the first time during my drag race journey where I was stumped as to what to do. I was like sitting there, and I was like, uh oh, uh oh, I don't know how to like write this rap. I want it to be cool. I want it to be fun. And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? And then I thought. Actually, I went over to the side and I sat down and I meditated for a brief moment and the thought came to my mind, what would Trevor Ashley do? Mm. Trevor Ashley is an Australian drag queen. Very, far, and, very smart, very funny. And what came to mind very bitter. was do a cunt rhyme. Trevor would definitely do like a, a bait and switch. Um, looking like this, so the lyric I wrote was, looking like this is a goddamn stunt. All you other bitches better lick my Foot. foot. Yeah, it's it's a perfect misdirect. You ended with you ended with something that made everybody smile and you were in the you were in, you were a safe girl that week or a top girl. I was that was the that was one of the weeks that I didn't appear in the episode. The only part of me that she was said in the three episode. three things literally. I counted. Yeah. Yeah. It was just the lyrics to my rap that I sang. What was it then? Yeah, I was just not there, not present. I mean, you weren't story at that point. I mean, I think they knew when they there was an episode where they put uh, the top four: Darian, Adore, Bianca, and you in the gold room, and left everybody else in the silver room. And I think that's when they knew. Oh, these are the four that are gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Very much that you're just shit talking everybody, and it's <laughs> so wonderful. Um, I I think that you have a career in rap ahead of you. Maybe if the, <clears throat> if the book if the book author thing doesn't work out. You know what? Just for everyone's sake, let's hope that the book author thing turns out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a little tip from another author. When you Uh go on your book tour, you want to make sure that your manager is um, inept and there's no books at at least four of the stops because that's what happened to me when Mm. when I had that terrible manager, Um, which was super fun. Yeah, a book tour with no books. How groundbreaking. Damn. Florals for spring. (laughs) <laughs> Uncle, Eve and Uncle Trina, Bungalisha I, Eve and Trina I do remember um, Just I remember them sitting in those like High back director's chairs And they were just so fun And entertained by everything that was going on mm-hmm. And I remember the girls Were like gooped and gagged That they were there and You had no idea who they were I bet <laughs> I'm <None>. Australian <laughs> <laughs> That charming way that this is it. We're Australian yeah, um, but they, I remember the glamour. They were like, like just gorgeous and glamourful sitting in there in those director's chairs. Just, but like you could tell that they were enjoying being there, which was, I really appreciated. Yeah. Well, I'm enjoying you being here and thank you so much for um, coming in. She hosting on our podcast. Uh, thank you. We're shipping Alaska down to Australia for a Call Me Brenda collab. Yeah, well, we we tried doing a call me Brenda call me collab, but then you're in the UK and Alaska. We're on three continents, and it's just the well, time also, zones don't work. Also, we didn't want to. Uh, there was no uh, budgetary <laughs> was that. Uh, offers made, so we said, "Oh, she wants a freebie gig. <laughs> she can text me, Brenda, but she can't call me, and she certainly can't record. I will sue the fool. Sue." <laughs> I have a question. What customarily, if you had a pet, would you feed a dog's dinner? 
What is a dog's dinner? And say a dog. <laughs> what is a dog's dinner? Yeah. Oh, it's looking like the dog's dinner. Means is that it's good or looking, bad? It's bad. It's like, it, it's a mess. It's a mess. Oh. So. Well, who so- said it's looking like the dog's dinner? Well, this guy that, um, this guy was is this going how down. How your pussy was described. Well, I was just going to say he was going down on me, and he's like, "Oh, this is better than Courtney's ass. Hers was the dog's dinner." And I was like, "Oh, I'll tell her you said that." Ate it. Tell her. He he actually said the dingo's dinner though, because he also said you ate his babies. Oh, well. Is- see, this is the thing. Let me uh, let me address this uh, colloquialism. So, Lindy Chamberlain was a woman who was a national conversation in Australia back in the I'm going to say 70s, judging by the haircut, um, and the whole nation mocked this woman and and because she said, oh, a dingo ate my baby. And her daughter, Azaria Chamberlain, uh, she said was taken by a dingo, but the nation thought that she'd murdered the child. And so it was like this national um, like trial that everyone watched on television and had this conversation about, mocked her, said that she was a murderer. Her husband was even sent to prison. And then through DNA evidence about five years ago, it was revealed that this poor woman's child was eaten by a dingo, a wild dog, and everybody like mocked her rather than like, you know, saying, oh my God, we're so sorry that your child has been eaten. Yeah. And, and it became like this sort of like catchphrase. And about five or six years ago, there was like a whole conversation where the nation was like, oh, we really probably shouldn't say that anymore because actually her child got eaten by a dingo. And I was making a comment to a friend about, oh, I bet on episode one of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, Rue says something about it. And then one of the girls... Wait, uh, Rue in, in, in a cultural um, snafu? What are you talking about? That would never happen. <laughs> never. Never. And then one of, the, one of the girls... Oh, no. Which girl was it? It was... Uh, was it et cetera, uh, et cetera? Yeah, she did Lindy Chamberlain as a character. And it's just like, oh, I know that people aren't fully aware of like the the travesty behind it, but it, I, for me, it was uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, poor poor Lindy. Is she dead? I think she's still alive. Oh, man, that makes it even prison. worse. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Well, um, um <laughs> you were Dog's in- breakfast. <laughs> dog's dog's bre- dinner? <laughs> brunch what about brunch dog's hind leg yeah all dogs go to brunch um on on this season of drag race they had a monumental task out for them because they didn't have a clear-cut villain and most seasons of reality tv go in knowing this person will be the villain they didn't have one so they chose to villainize your um your perfectionism because you were kind of perfect and things that you would say jokingly to a queen in a dressing room without the laugh track were kind of um, weaponized. And I, I know that like all the other girls in the room when y'all would kiki would laugh, but then they would put that music under it and make you look shady or cut away to like a cutaway of Jocelyn like looking glum. Were Jocelyn and you friends during the show? We were. We were. And it's funny because I saw that she talked about this recently on a on an interview podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was writing about it in my book. So I just messaged her recently and was like, oh, I, can I please send you over the parts of the book you mentioned in just to check you're, you're fine with them all. Um, and it was, there was one very specific moment in a Color Evolution Glamazon infomercial episode that we were doing. And we're sitting at like the work tables and Jocelyn, like, sh- like as a joke, sets me up for the punchline. And she says, oh, why don't we do a before and an after? You can be the before. And then that was the setup for, but Jocelyn, no one will ever believe that you're the after. And then we both chuckled and it was like a very funny moment. But then when you watch it on television, it literally hard cuts to Jocelyn, like looking dejected, like maybe like that meme you might've seen where RuPaul says, I'm looking for Australia's first down under drag race superstar. (laughs) And then there's a photo of me just like, (laughs) <laughs> looking dejected very similar face on Jocelyn um in that moment and like and like the sound effect that goes underneath it and it's just it's a beautiful piece of reality television editing like you got to give them that they make good television honestly and I um I'm happy to be a cog in their wheel because baby I built my own car now and we're both running on steam <laughs> we're, we're doing it bitch uh we're gonna take a little break um just like they did with that female or female challenge
You know what I love about Big Dipper as a producer? He produces. <laughs> it's so great. But you can lead a horde of culture, but you can't make her think. Am I wow. right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what horticulture is. <laughs> Do they have that in Saint Tropez? <laughs> Very Saint Tropez. Very Saint Tropez. Um, we're back, and no, you aren't listening to Brenda Call Me. This is the deep dive, the deepest of dives on um, what is the show? On Hot Gossington. <laughs> That's hot hosted goss. hosted by Courtney Act and her thunder study, uh, Billiam Bartimus Bellams. Uh, <laughs> One of now- my favorite times of the week is listening to Hot Goss. And you know what? If ever you, it sounds this sounds so trite. And it sounds like something like people say, like, I listen to your podcast and it makes me happy. But like, if ever I'm feeling a little bit like melancholic, my cure is to go and put on hot goss and listen to you two just (laughs) have a good time. And it makes me smile. It makes me so happy. Just it's just so much fun cackling and being queens with like your sisters. It's just you feel like you're in the studio under my stairs right by the snack cabinet and the papa's fridge. (laughs) It just takes you there and you know you're there it takes in you spirit. There. Um, and I also always feel like I'll I'll talk back out loud, not realizing that I'm not on a three-way phone call with you two. And then I feel like, oh, oh, that's a bit awkward. But this time I'll be listening along and I'll just be confused because I'll hear my voice and not understand how it's not coming out of my mouth that I'm listening to the podcast and I can't And this wait. is just this is more like our group text where it's like yeah. us just going at it and Alaska says one and Alaska every, just three not months. being here yeah. <laughs> or she'll chime in with the best paragraph ever and we're like where did yeah. that come from yeah. um, so right now we'd like you to put on your hard hat or at least a, a sturdy mitzi or two um, because things fall from the sky all the time because we're about to go spelunking into the D into into D D D D deep in shade. Uh, this first message comes from C. Just C. They say greeting dolls and dips. I'll try to make it quick. Yet they wrote five paragraphs. <laughs> I have a backlog of PTO at work, and now that she's fully vaxxed, I want to get back on a plane and forget about having to work for a living in a pandemic. What's a PTO? Paid time, time off. off. It took me till that moment to work that out too. Oh. Never had a job where that's how. Yes. Um, all I want, all I want to do is relax, take in some drag shows in between snacking and lounge in the sun. Maybe take some drugs and see where the afternoon goes. Maybe hit a club or two for dancing. Preferably a club that plays a Gaga remix once in a while and one where straight men won't pet my wig. Oh, and minimal insects. I'm a thirty-something woman, if that matters. I think I just described most major cities, but as two internationally renowned and well-traveled entertainresses, I wondered if you dolls had any vacation location recommendations, preferably in the U.S. Or if not a recommendation, what's your favorite place to play or way to check out or escape regular? life i don't have an explicit dong photo because i do not have a dong but i also do have some very old and very adorable euro yearbook pictures of your form of my former classmate the one and only ivy winters which i uncovered in a fit of pandemia cleaning before ivy was ivy and a multi-talented drag queen tomato whisperer circus performer hot air balloon seamstress (laughs) she was a mr best smile and she had a crush i had a crush on him when we were in the community theater production of a christmas carol and ivy played young scrooge Alas, it wasn't meant to be, not at least because, as I mentioned, I'm a woman. Thanks for reading. I'm planning a 2022 trip across the pond, which will definitely include some tickets to the Race Chaser Tour. Bring back my girls. And then are the most adorable pictures of Ivy Winters in a vote for Pedro Napoleon Dynamite shirt, his yearbook photo for Best Smile, which the smile is stunning. Um, so cute. Oh, oh, he got the next American Idol and Best Smile. Uh-huh. They- they loved her. And mis- was she Miss Congeniality too? <laughs> she was. Do you call that a, uh, is that a Justin Timberlake, that haircut? with that? Pu- is that a puka shell necklace I see? It's not puka shell, but it's puka shell adjacent. Yeah, it's yeah. very that. It's very of that moment, of that time. Mm. Uh, it's very the, the Caesar, George Clooney, Justin Timberlake haircut moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What this bitch want? Oh, she wants to know where to go. I say my favorite vacation destination if you want to be in America but not feel like you're in America because there, there's not as many stupid Americans because I don't consider Hawaiians stupid Americans at all. I love them. Hawaii. Like, if you go to Kauai and Honolulu, you go to Scarlet, which is the most fun club in America other than, like, Roscoe's and S4 and, like, maybe um, any club that Alaska and me and you are at. 
Um, but I would say go to go to Hawaii. Hawaii is so fucking beautiful. Or New Orleans. When people over here are always like, oh, I've been to America and they're talking to me and stuff. I'm like, shut up, eat my ass. I tell them the four best cities that they should go to in America if you're going to come to America and do a little trip are do New York, do Miami, do Vegas, do LA. And then if you can add two more, I would say New Orleans and San Fran. And then maybe like Portland and Dallas. Because hmm. Dallas, hmm. the dick there is so good. The dick, the drag, and the food, honey, can't be beat. DDF. I do, I do have uh, fond memories of Austin if, if we're talking Texas. Austin's great too, yeah. Hmm. Um, not as many dick bars though. Hmm. Oh, we yeah. remember those dick bars where I spent all of our ones and I spent all of our tip money. Oh, yeah. We were so mad <laughs> at Florida. you. That- that was in Atlanta. Oh, go to Atlanta too. Oh, Atlanta. Go to Atlanta. Atlanta is the shit. You will have a good time there. Uh, hit up Swinging Richards, all the all the bars. And and if you ever are at a loss for where to go, where, wherever you do end up going, woman known as C, um, I would just say look up your favorite drag queen in the area and ask her where she parties or look at where her parties are. And then just go there and you'll have a good time. And if you ever need to find cocaine or drugs, also just ask the drag queen. We know. And if we don't do it, we know a drag queen who will. And we'll never begrudge a queen her coin. We'll be like, no, talk to her. She's my sister. Go get her. <laughs> like, honestly, ask drag queens. We know. Where's your favorite spot to vacation in America? Oh, wow. There are, I, there are uh, all of those that you mentioned. Gaycation. I mean, San Francisco is a wonderful, wonderful city. And we know lots of wonderful people there. I was just there last weekend. With, with my drag our, daughter. With our drag daughter. Our Well, you left the we? country without a following address, ma'am. So are, I got custody. What joint custody? But you tried you to take her. back her wig. You tried to take back her wig that one time too. <laughs> I just Step get drag her once. <laughs> I get her once a month. One <laughs> yeah. weekend a month. Yeah. Co drag parenting. We're making Code it work. parenting. Hi, um, Ty. <laughs> no child support. Yeah, Ty Olsen. Uh, I told Ty that I was, I thought I told Ty that I was coming tomorrow to San Francisco. This was last week. And I got to San Francisco and was like, hi. And he's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I, I spoke to you yesterday. I told you I was coming. And Ty was like, I have receipts of where you agreed and acknowledged that you were coming on the 15th and 16th of June. And I was like, Oh, yes, I can see that you're absolutely correct. I did say that, but I'm here right now. <laughs> and Ty threw chop, chop. together like, <laughs> Ty like threw together a San Francisco party. Marco, it was Marco Marco's birthday. And so we were up there and we like had dinner at like a cute restaurant. And then we went out to a, a, a house party and we had the most San Francisco of all San Francisco nights. It involved like a warm, like, uh, bidet it involved a cuddle puddle it involved like men with chest hair it was just wonderful and i always love san francisco i can i i can concur with you on that and also i went to brighton from london on monday and then i texted my friend when i got to the brighton station and said hey what's your address he said oh scroll up you said this was going to be next week and i was like (sighs) I did. So I got right back on the train and they wouldn't let me back on the train. They're like, no, this ticket that you bought was for tomorrow. And I was like, huh? But they let me on coming down. They're like, well, that was their fault. You're going to have to buy a new ticket. And I just stood there until they let me on. And then they did. Did you just tap your toe? No, I just. Did you pull out your Megan or your Pam? uh Uh-uh. I was not. I was not caring. I just stood there really quiet and like act distressed and was just on my phone. And then like, just go ahead. I was like, oh, yes, it worked. I love acting. (laughs) Um, But. The reason that happened with you in San Francisco is because drag queens by nature are the most selfish people in the world. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. we give of ourselves so much to entertain that the rest of the time we're just focused on everything but ourselves. And we're we're not good at numbers unless they're big bills. Yeah. So little things like dates. We know if there's a zero missing. Yeah, always. Always. (laughs) For sure. Do you want to read this next message from Bo? Sure. This is from Bo. And Bo says... Hello, Diptandra, Alaskalina, and Willamintra. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I want your opinion on something problematic. I told a queen at a bar the other night I've always been a huge fan of drag in general and I've always wanted to become a queen myself. However, I watched a drag show recently and I told one of the queens that I love the show so much that she inspired me to come for her gig. Was that out of line? The queen, who shall remain anonymous, was definitely not pleased and immediately walked away. Did I miss something in drag queen etiquette, school for girls? Also, I think the segment with Bianca Del Rio should be called Neep 
Oh, neat. Wow. Need help packing. None of that says neat. Need help unpacking queen. Thank God I finished high school with Bianca Del Rio. Also, I'm attaching my tried and true anonymous drick pick. I apologize in advance for the lack of sack. Let me know what you think. Much love. Bo from Idaho. Well, honey, Bo from Idaho, this is weird because there's a lot of meat but no potato. And you're in Idaho where all the potatoes come from. There, I, I see nary a sack, nary a nut, nary a ball. And it looks like he has a denim um, placemat underneath his member. And I would also know that print anywhere. That is a Snuggie. That leopard print, that is a Snuggie. Yeah, so she liked that fleecy feeling on the head of her glands. And then she got mm-hmm. all hard and pulled it all down and said, look at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. What's the question? What does he want? Oh, yeah. Well, she honestly, says that she told the queen that she was coming for her gig. I, it could have been her choice of verbiage. I think telling a queen that you're going to steal her work is probably <laughs> not the best. Yeah, no. And a lot, a lot of these, a lot of Drag Race fans have access to the lingo that drag queens say now and use it without, you know, all the full knowledge. Knowing of- the appropriate context. Yeah. And and I think that was your problem here, Bo. And also, you'll never be this queen. So don't try to come for her gig. Just get your own gig, honey. And like, don't just, don't be so inspired by someone that you go up to her and say, I want to do this like you. Will you put me in drag so I can do this? Don't do that. Don't. Don't And then there's all. also like that, or that thing where like you assume that like you could steal their gig, which is just like... <laughs> Whether or not Bo is amazing or not, it's just a it's it's one of those like comparisons. That's I'd say Bo came out of pocket. Bo came deeply out of pocket, and she had five mm. pockets on. She had overalls on. There were so many pockets, and she came out of all of them. Um, <laughs> and also uh, the the thing about um, about vanity going up to girls and tapping them on the shoulder and then saying Courtney, and then they turn oh, no, around. That was and, penetration. Penny that, yeah. and you never will be. Penny Tration, it was when I was on Australian Idol, she would walk up to drag queens in the midnight shift who were wearing blonde wigs and would tap them on the shoulder and go, Courtney, Courtney. And they'd turn around and be like, oh, oh, I'm I'm not Courtney. And then Penny would go, no, you're not Courtney. You're not even close. And the queen would just like be reduced to tears. <laughs> um, I have another recommendation for Bo. Next time you go up to a girl to talk to her, the first thing that you should do if she's not on stage and she's giving you even an ounce of her time is give her a dollar because you or will get a different five. response. A, fi- a, fi- a five would be even better, but I know it's a, it's a bit of a recession right now. Um, yeah. But give her some money first and that will make every conversation better because she, she'll see you as a bank. And the next time, and she'll I, smile and she'll thank you. And then she'll go in the dressing room and be like, this faggot. But I, dude, how would you feel about, I, I don't know how I'd feel about somebody walking up to me with a $1 bill and handing it to me if I was in drag. Doesn't well, it feel a little bit like. They were probably asking for quarters, A. Eh? <laughs> um, I, I don't, I used to, when I would, I'd go-go dance for a little bit in drag and um, I had a change belt that had like the thing where you put <laughs> yeah, like a quarters. taxi driver so anytime anytime someone would give me a dollar i would give them a quarter back and <laughs> sure it was bad for my my financial buck but it was funny and it was a gimmick um so i used to do that but <laughs> and that's so you very me um we have our next message it's from debbie she has a theory about rupaul's drag race season six and you're a good sister adore delano she says i have a theory about adore's dress lens have thought for years maybe when trying them on it was without heels and maybe that's why they have that awful length also this is my favorite podcast about my most favorite show love you from dublin ireland I had dinner with Adore Delano just last night. We had a little kiki catch-up, which was Ooh. delightful. Debbie from Dublin would love that. The veggie grill on uh, Sunset and Crescent is now closed. And so... It is? Was, it's gone. No! And they so- were moving across the road, but that's not there either. So there's only one in Hollywood and one in, uh, at the Grove. No, but that's where we used to go to like hit on gym guys coming out of... I um, know. Coming uh, in out of crunch. We had so many so- cute lunches there. I know. It's an end of an era. Um, it's Al the Ivy. But um, uh, Adora and I went to Veggie Grill at uh, the Grove last night, which 
let me say, if you want a picturesque aspect, just a gorgeous view of the Grove car park and their green wall, their like living plant wall has clearly suffered through COVID times because it's just like some spindly dead branches hanging out of a wall. I've definitely sucked dick on the parking lot garage roof of the Grove and Arclight. And it's that Arclight's closed now too. (gasps) Arclight's closed? Yep. Well, I have some insight into but my mouth the ain't. dresses. <laughs> <laughs> and your hole is certainly open for business. Honey, um, international. <laughs> a doll's dresses. The thing is, Debbie, you, uh, you're wondering if a door tried on her dresses without heels. No, she didn't. She didn't try on her dresses. <laughs> <laughs> she ordered them all from Amazon. I remember her telling me in the back of the van that she had just gone on Amazon when she found out she was on the show and just ordered all of these dresses and took them all with her to, and they're they're all like, like off the racky kind of Amazon. Like now that when you think about it. And so that was, that was why her dresses weren't the right length is because she hadn't tried them on. We called them flood length dresses. Just in case there was a flood, the bottom of your dress wouldn't get wet. Yeah. I, 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 thought of them as like barbie dresses because barbie dresses you could always see the shoes a little bit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i i didn't mind them until everybody else started ragging on them um our next email is not so much an email as it is an inquiry and Uh, a proposition perhaps i mean there's dollar signs so maybe he's looking for some um a transaction of some sort um it's no subject yeah take it from here oh this yeah it's no subject and the video just says can we make a video? Sorry. It says no subject. And the text says, can we make a video? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, followed by five dollar signs with attachments of a body and a penis. Once again, no sack. It must be no sack Sunday somewhere in the world right now. <laughs> uh, but I think this might be a proposition for you, Willem. I think that this gentleman's uh, would like to make a sex video with you. And I think he wants to pay you to make the sex video. That's my interpretation. I mean, yes. The answer is yes. Uh, hit me up. I'm down. And as long as we can put it on my OnlyFans, I'll be okay with it. Um, but you need to shave a little bit more of your dick. Because like, it's, you know, when, when guys shave, get like their hair trimmed up, but their back is hairy and they get their neck trimmed, but like they don't Mm -hmm. trim it to the length of where their shirt is. And then they have, they have like the hair, like an inch above their collar when it should be an inch lower. I'm. There's the I'm not talking about, about you, Dipper. I swear I'm not. Oh, I keep my neckline shaved correctly. <laughs> oh, see, exactly. I'm not talking about you. But like his 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 pubes go too far up his dick a little bit to the point where I'd be afraid they'd get caught in my veneers. And I don't want to like, also, yank them out. There's also something interesting to note about this penis in particular of the, uh, the, the color contrast between the base and the shaft. There's like, it's almost like quite a distinct tan line, which... Could just be for the colorage from the hair, or this could be this could be John Wayne Bobbitt. Oh, he wasn't hairy though; he was smooth. Okay, because he did the reattachment. No, he did. John Wayne Bobbitt did a porno after, and I saw it. It wasn't very good. Yeah, but um, thank you for that investigation in investigative (laughs) journalism. Reach. I know that. I do now. On one plus one, that's where you can find old Courtney. <laughs> Down under's first drag superstar. <laughs> Apparently not. Oh my god, the, the the gumption and the gall that she had to say that with a straight face when she she knew damn well that you you were from there. She knew, and she chose not to say that. Ooh, she chose. I can't wait to read how kind you are in your book to RuPaul because I know you never let a grudge hold. <clears throat> well, legal. <laughs> Legal has approved everything. Yes, honey. I can't wait. (laughs) And thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Hot Hot Goss. Goss. That's Hot Goss. And a huge I just realized in the beginning I was saying Hot Goss Ip. It's not the name of the show, Courtney. Rule number one, know the guest's name. (laughs) Chad. (laughs) Chad. <laughs> um, Chad Bono. Um, a special huge thank you, shout out to our sister, our guest host this week, Courtney Act, keeping the bed warm for Miss Thunderfuck while she uh, can- gets electroshock therapy. 
And you can send us your questions. Well, not me, but Alaska and Willem, your questions to racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. Slash chaser. Um, As always, always, we have bonus video content available on patreon.com slash Willem. And we released Herz's part two there. So check out part one for free on my YouTube. And if you want to see the shocking conclusion in part two, just throw a dollar or 99 cents on the dresser over the paywall at patreon.com and we'll unlock the gate and you can come in at patreon.com slash Willem. And we'll continue to release some of our Patreon content for free from 2019-2020 on Alaska's YouTube and my YouTube. So make sure you hit that bell icon and subscribe and get all the notifications. There's so many people who comment on that 2019 videos that you put out and they're like, this trivia is wrong. These are outdated. And they have no ideas from 2019. You're like, that's because it's two years old. Yeah, exactly. I'd reply, but I don't fuck with the comments no more. (laughs) But if you do want to fuck with another set of comments, you can follow us over on Instagram. You are at Willem. There's uh, at the only Alaska 5000. I am at Courtney Act and at Race Chaser Pod and at Mom Podcasts. Now that is spelt the American way. That's M-O-M Podcasts. If you're listening to me and you're like, she's Australian, I'm going to go follow MUM podcasts. That's different. Yeah, that's call me, Brenda. Um, The link on Instagram, Race Chaser Pod, also has lots of resources and places to donate money in support of the Black Lives Matter movement and a link to AAPIP.org and their resource directly to help combat increased anti-Asian violence. Get the vax. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. And stay safe and healthy. And we will be back next week with more... Piping. Piping. Steaming. Scalding. Boiling. Boiling. Hot. Hot. God. Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises. This goss is hot. <laughs>